Hey y'all, and welcome back to our Candidly Candace podcast. I'm your host, Candace. Candidly Candace is where we have real talk conversations for real life situations. Y'all, I just celebrated 20, not just me, my husband too, but we just celebrated 23 years of marriage. 23 years. We've been married 23 years on July 18th, which was Saturday. We had such a great time. We hung out and um, we had dinner and we got massages. We were going to go do some adventurous things, but those kind of got canceled. But it's okay because we are actually taking off for the lake. I know. If you know me, you're probably like, oh my lord, she's going outdoors. Yes. The 2% of me that likes outdoors is going outdoors, not for one day, not for two days, but for a whole week. So we're going to leave tomorrow, which is Monday, and we are going to go up to the lake and we're going to spend some time together. And then my whole family's coming, so I'm super excited about that. Um, Ask me how excited I am probably about day three, or you can follow me on my Instagram, Podcast. Or my new Facebook page, Candace Dawn. That's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-D-A-W-N-N. I promise you it will be entertaining. Because if you know me, I'm the bougie part of the relationship. I've never stayed outdoors a day in my life. I don't know what this is going to be like, but it will definitely be interesting. Um, so anyways, we celebrated 23 years of marriage. And we went to dinner and talked and we reminisced and we just thought about um, all the things we've been through in our 23 years and kind of just thank God that we've made it a whole nother year and nobody died. So that's awesome. So when we got married, short little side note story, when we got married, we had some friends. We got married at 21 years old. And so our friends had money in a pot saying how long we would actually make it. It was one year, I think two years, six months, one was even two months. And so we won. We talked about that yesterday. We won and we won our money and you know who you are and we will be contacting you soon to collect our money. (laughs) I'm just playing. No, I'm not really. We really won our money because we definitely won the bet. Anyways, it's not always been rainbows and roses, but it's been worth it. I've learned so much in the last 23 years. We've been through sickness and health, better and worse. But through it all, we stuck through it with God's help. What if I gave you the top five things that would help you in your marriage and relationship? Now, this is not gospel. These are just experiences that I have had in the 23 years. If I could tell you five things, what do you think they're going to be? More sex, more time, finances what do you think well you'll have to listen to find out single people hang in there with me because i got some nuggets for you to take as well so without further ado let's start episode three the jordan years let's get candid welcome to our podcast i'm your host candace this is episode three the jordan year we just had an anniversary Saturday. It was a great day. Um, we did some adventurous things, which was really cool and very different because I told her I am the bougie one in the relationship. 
and he's the adventure one. So compromising is something that we have learned both to do. I usually win though. But anyways, um, I decided that we were going to do some things that he'd like to do. And so that's what we did. We're actually taking off for the lake on Monday um, to be joined by our kids later. But it's just going to be him, me, and nature. And that's how we're going to celebrate. Usually it'll be him, me, and a hotel. So we'll see how this goes. Um, I'll definitely be updating you on my Instagram. Shameless plug again. Candidly Candace podcast on Instagram. And I also have a Facebook page that is Candace Dawn. And that's C-A-N-D-I-C-E-D-A-W-N-N. And you'll be updated on that page as well. And be sh- I will make sure or you will know that it will definitely be entertaining because I am not an outdoors girl. But the things you do for love. Anyways, I'm calling this episode the Jordan year because we have reached 23. And our family back home on my dad's side were avid Chicago Bulls fans. We were groupies, enthusiasts. We just loved Michael Jordan and the Chicago Bulls. And what a great time because it was during the era that they won all those championships. The only person that didn't love Michael Jordan on our in our family was my dad, who didn't love anybody, and my grandfather, who just thought he was overrated. But we proved him wrong several times. I love Michael Jordan. I loved his number was 20. His number, obviously, you guys, was 23. And the reason why I named this the Jordan year is that we're entering our Jordan year. And when I think of Michael Jordan, I think of his work ethic, his tenacity, and his greatness and his willingness to never, ever give up, no matter what the cost was, no matter if he had to carry the game by himself or if he was waiting for his teammates to catch up. He was still great. He went out there every day, no matter what he was dealing with, and was great at the things that he did. And so that's what I describe our marriage as. It's not always great, though. But we have done the work, we've been tenacious, and we have not given up. And so I am declaring that this year is going to be a great year for us. And besides... It's Michael Jordan's number. So what else can go wrong with that? I do remember a family memory is when the Bulls were playing one of the playoff games and the song uh, Like Mike came on. The sometimes I dream that he is me. You got to see that's who I dream to be. Well, our whole family was in the kitchen and all of a sudden we all got up and start dancing and hitting pots and pans and doing all those things because we just loved Michael Jordan. We were celebrating. He hadn't even won yet. The Bulls hadn't even won yet, but we were just celebrating. It was just a bonding thing for us, except for my grandpa, who I think he um, cussed at us and then went to his room. But anyways, that's one of my favorite sidebar stories about Michael Jordan. So we are in the 23rd year of marriage and we have worked hard and we will continue to work hard. We've had our trials, we've had our tribulations. And I'm not going to say that everything is perfect because it's not. Um, We still have our days. We have our days. But what we've learned 
is to trust God through it all. And he is the only one that can make it better. So I'm going to give you the top five things that I've learned in our 23 years of marriage. One, very important. Jesus has to be the center of your relationship. Everything we tried besides Jesus did not work. We searched, we separated, which you'll hear more about um, when I have him as a guest on the show. Um, We ran after things. We got counseling. Now, if you need help, go get help. That is a thing. But Jesus totally made everything better for us. Jesus always makes everything better. But the thing is, is that it couldn't just be me running after Jesus and him staying behind or him running after Jesus and me staying behind. Jesus had to be the center of both of our lives so that our lives could be together. And so single people, if Jesus isn't the center of your life, then you're probably not ready to have a significant other or to have a spouse because Jesus is a God is a jealous God. And he said, he'll have no other gods before him. So what's coming before him right now in your life? I know we all want to get married and do all the things that married people do. But if Jesus isn't the center of your life right now as a single person, how are you going to sustain having somebody else in your life? And just pray that Jesus makes it to the center of both of your lives. You have to have without resolve, a relationship with Jesus. I have to have my own personal relationship with Jesus and Brett has to have his own personal relationship with Jesus. And that's what we found helped us get on the right track is when we were both running after God to save our marriage and our family. And we knew that he was the only one that could fix it. It couldn't be one or the other. It had to be both of us. So that's number one. Number two, Make sure you are a ride or die for each other. Make sure that your marriage is the most important thing in your life. It comes before your children. It comes before your friends. It comes before everything and everyone. Your husband or wife has got to be second to God. So it's God first, your husband or wife second, not your children. Because let me tell you something about children. Your children, God bless them, you're going to raise them. You're going to train them up in the way that they should go. And the Bible says that they will not depart from it. But it does also say that they will go. They're going to leave. They're going to have their own lives. They're going to find their own spouses. And then you're stuck. If you center your marriage around your children, then you're stuck in a house after they leave trying to figure it out because you stayed together for the children. So make sure that you, your husband or your wife is second. God first, them second. Make sure that your work doesn't come first. Make sure that your family doesn't come first. The Bible also says that a man will leave his mother and father and cleave to his wife and the same for a wife. So there's nothing that can come before that spouse that God has given you. Y'all, if you know me, you know, I love me some Will Smith, but I just can't get with what he said in a recent interview. 
We ride together. We die together. Bad marriage for life. Nah, that's not the goal. The goal is we ride together. We die together. Great marriage for life. That's the goal. Sorry, Will. I still love you, man. Bad boys for life. Number three, be intentional. Be intentional about your marriage. Be intentional about praying together. Be intentional about attending church together. Be intentional about date night or devotion together. Set a schedule and be intentional. Be intentional about having sex. Yeah, I know that doesn't sound very passionate, but that is very important in a marriage. Study your partner. Make sure that you're noticing them. Not not just noticing, but you're seeing them. You're seeing their makeup. You see when they're happy or when they're sad. You see the things that set them off. You see what kind of day they've had. Be intentional. You should be always learning about your partner because of the simple fact that your partner is always changing. And as the world changes, so will you and so will your marriage. So be intentional about always being a student of your marriage. How can we get better? What can we do? Be intentional about going to marriage classes or courses or conferences, things that will build your marriage up. What happens to a car? And I know my husband's going to be like, oh my gosh, she's talking about a car. Does she know what she's talking about? I'm going to take a stab at it. When you don't get your tires rotated, you are out of alignment. And if you're out of alignment for so long, it can destroy your car or you can get into an accident because you left those tires out of alignment. Don't be out of alignment in your marriage. Be intentional. Just like you tune up your car ever so often or put oil in your car or gas in your car, you have to do the same thing with your marriage for it to survive. For my single people, be secure in being yourself in your signalness. Figure out who you are in your singleness. Don't think that a man or a husband is, or a wife or a girlfriend is going to complete you. Be secure with who you are in Christ. And that also means make sure that you're being intentional about being fed, you know, spiritually fed. Make sure you're being intentional about reading books or, um, hanging out with the right people or maybe having a mentor or somebody that you can talk to during your singleness. Be intentional and be secure in your singleness. That person's coming. God's just preparing. I promise. Number four, fight fair and communicate well. Fighting fair. Make sure that you're not being selfish in your fighting. Make sure that There are certain boundaries that you have when you're fighting that there shouldn't be names called or um, perverse words used. Make sure that there are boundaries in your marriage. I like to always tell my parents out there that if you heard your daughter's husband talk to her the way that she, you talk to your husband, you'd be ready to kill him, right? Well, it's no different. Remember, more is caught than taught. So the way that we treat 
our spouses is what our kids are going to catch. And that is what they will replicate in their own marriages. And I think that's something huge that we don't remember is that whatever they catch and whatever you grow up with is what you're going to replicate in your own home because you don't see anything wrong with it. So just make sure that you're respectable. Fight fair. Try not to fight in front of the kids and really try not to raise your voice. Have adult conversations. And yes, that does not mean that Brett does not make me mad ever. It's some, He makes me mad a lot of times. But we've learned to be adults and try not to raise our voice. And if we do raise our voice, we bring it down and talk to each other like adults. And we get to the heart of the problem. And another thing is that if it concerns him, even if I don't see it, it, it's got to concern me because my heart is given to him. My heart wants for him to be whole. And if he cares about something, then I care about it. If I care about something, then he cares about it. That's just how it works. That's why it says the two become one. Communicate well. This is good for married people or single people. Don't let things brush under the rug. Do not let things or situations go by. Talk about them. Communicate your feelings. In fact, if you are married, your husband should be the safest place that you can come and talk about your insecurities. You can talk about your feelings. You can talk about things that they have disappointed you with with no recourse or no revenge. That person should be the safest place for you to talk about anything with. That's good also for single people. Learn to be a good listener. Be a good listener. Listen to what your friends are saying. Listen to what your mentor is saying. Husbands and wives, listen to each other intently. Have that time where you put your phones down and your body language says a lot, where you look each other in the eyes and you have that conversation. Don't blow conversations off. Don't always be a good talker. I'm a good talker um, and Brett says I'm not a good listener, but I call it multitasking, but it's still not being fair. I have to be a good listener because what concerns him concerns me. For the well-being of our marriage, I want us both to be healthy and whole. And the last one is have fun and laugh a lot. This is something that we do on purpose and on accident. I'm telling you, our house could be a reality show just with Brett and my children. And then if I want to do something, I throw something in there. But have fun. Have fun together. Your spouse should be your very best friend. And you should be having the most fun with that person. Do things out of the ordinary. Do spontaneous things. Things that make you laugh. Brett does some things that make me laugh. And then he does some things that make me cry. But I remember when we were dating, I told him to stop the car just out of nowhere and run. It was so cold. We lived in Indiana. And I'll never forget this. And to run around this old abandoned barn um, with no coat and boots on. And I said, if you love me, you'll do it. 
And I will never forget that because he actually did it. And it was like sub-zero weather. If you've lived in Indiana, holla at me. You know exactly what I'm talking about. But he did it. And we've had so many more fun times together that we just laugh or something our kids will do or... Sorry, Katie and Greg, we do laugh at you a lot, um, but we love you. Uh, something our kids will do or just hearing sometimes when we mentor marriages, we're not laughing at you. We're just laughing saying, gosh, we were there. Can you believe, you know, um, that we've gotten past that? So have a great time together. You should be able to laugh and smile and talk and just do all those things because that person should be your very, very best friend. Besides Jesus, that should be your very best friend. So the five things are Jesus has got to be the center of your world and Jesus has got to be the center of your relationship. Make sure that you are ride or die for each other. Be intentional in your marriage, in your singleness. Fight fair and communicate well. Be a good listener. Have fun and laugh a lot. I just want to honor Brett right now and tell him that this has not been an easy road, but if I had to do it all over again to be with you, I would. I thank God for you every day. You're amazing. You're awesome. And I love that you are the leader of our tribe. And for my single people, that person's coming. Work on you first and God will do the rest. That's what he's best at, being God. Let him be God of your life. Let him be God in your marriage. And bring everything to him. And I promise y'all that he'll work it out. That's about all. We're entering the Jordan years. Bye.